You, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by listeners just like you. Thank you so much, Typical Tyrant, Nicholas D., Nick Patrick, Algaron, Zeroshio, HS, and Beef Squatch for making this show possible and helping it grow. You can join them over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. And join our Discord. Come on, you hear me talking about it. We're hanging out and having conversations every day about this game that I know you love because you're tuning in. Head over to thehappyhearthstone.com slash Discord. Click on the link to join today. Hello and welcome to episode 197 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown. This week, it's you and me hanging out and we have got a lot to talk about but also not a lot to talk about. (laughs) There's not a lot of news right now in the Hearthstone world, but my brain has been bubbling with many thoughts that I have been just yearning to get behind the microphone and talk with you lovely folks about. Uh, This week, I've got a preview on the upcoming meta that begins today. Got some predictions, but I think some well-founded ones and some suggestions for you based off of that, because with uh, the final wing of Galakrond's Awakening approaching us, uh, things are going to change. This is actually probably the most significant shakeup, uh, barring that first week with that massive beast that dropped out of the sky. <laughs> but we've got several cards this week that are looking to make a pretty big impact. So I'm going to give you all of my thoughts there. And there's been a big thought that I've had based off of my own gameplay that is very mindset focused, but extremely applicable. And I think it's going to surprise a lot of you. And especially those of you who've been playing for a while, it's going to be something really helpful for you. Those of you who may be newer to the game, it's going to be a good thing to hold into your back pocket and prepare you for the future. So uh, very thrilled to be with you today. I hope you all enjoyed Steve and I's uh, Galakron's Awakening review last week. It was great to sit down with him. It was funny when we had finished up recording, I went up and I uh, told my wife, hey, you know, we had a little delay at the beginning before we started recording, so it, it went a little longer than I thought, and my wife said, well, you were hanging out with one of your best friends. Like, it's all good. <laughs> and I just appreciated that she understands, though she's not a part of this Hearthstone world, that uh, do love my time with Steve. So hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Let's go ahead and talk about why I'm happy today. Well, unfortunately, there's actually more that's a little less than what I would wish in my world. Uh, especially pertaining to my family. You all know I love my family very much, and our little boy has been really sick this past week, so uh, little Laners is, yeah, he's just waking up every morning with a big snot alien on his nose, and he's just been feeling under the weather for a while now. We actually did end up taking him to the doctor. I'm always the one to tell my wife, hey, let's chill out. There's no reason to get too panicky or anything like that. But he was starting to feel a little warm. And so I said, let's let's just take him in and then we can know for sure. Doctor said it was just a normal cold, although they did warn us that we were we were not halfway through the cold yet. And so that's what we're experiencing. So hopefully by the time I'm recording the next episode, he'll be better and I've got good things to report. He's honestly been pretty happy uh, and his normal self for the most part. Uh, but it's always a bummer uh, when he's when he's just sicko like that, you know. Um, thinking back to this weekend, I, we actually had some good time with friends. My wife and I had uh, some people over to our house. 
be, you know, I mentioned, I think last week, that in actually probably the past several weeks, that it feels like we're getting our footing underneath us. One of the things that's a normal routine for us is having people over to our house. We think it's a essential part of having friends, just, you know, spending time with each other, having a meal together. There's a lot that happens when you just sit with food and talk and uh, get to know each other better, share what's going on on a deeper level. And uh, this is the first time we've had people over to our house in a while, actually. So it felt good to be with them um, and, uh, you know, the rest of our normal weekly routines and stuff happens. So I guess that's a that's a positive as well. So, yeah, that's that's why we're happy. Let's go ahead and talk about the news, except I've already talked about the news, I guess, <laughs> because the final chapter of Galakrond's Awakening is really all there is to talk about. Uh, I am still waiting. I mentioned it last week several times that I'm I'm waiting for their announcement for the next year because I'm expecting some pretty big shifts. I don't quite know what. I'm guessing the release schedules are going to shift. I'm guessing that their strategies for content delivery are going to change. Uh, and I, these are all guesses, honestly, not founded on anything other than suspicion. But um, but I'm really eager to see what that means. You know, this last year, the big thing was that there was going to be an overarching storyline. And that was so much fun. I saw in a recent uh, a recent interview that they're not going to be taking that approach this next year, which I think is, is probably a good idea. You want to let things breathe, have a chance to do different things. But then the question becomes, what are those different things? You know, outside of Galakron's Awakening, we didn't really have any big surprises uh, that's a lie because the wild event was a really big deal and the buffs were a really big deal. So we had these other little things, um, I, I guess, sprinkled out throughout the year. Um, although wild certainly at the time did not feel like a sprinkling. It felt like an overhaul. Uh, I'm expecting bigger things this, this next year. I'll just say that. And I believe I meant to check this before the show, but I forgot to that by this time last year, we had heard about Year of the Dragon. I think it was late January when they announced it. And obviously, because the Galakron's Awakening release schedule, they don't need to release stuff. And that is typically a good idea that you want to let as much space as makes sense linger between announcements. You don't want to drop stuff on top of each other too frequently. Otherwise, messages can get mixed you know, and announcing too much fun stuff all at once. There's a lot of hype around this last week because we've got some pretty significant cards coming. So I would think it'll probably be at least a couple weeks before we hear anything about the next year. But the reality is that that puts us, um, that puts us practically at the end of the year, I believe, uh, or at the end of the like rotational year. So that would actually be my birthday, February 25th. <laughs> How about that? Uh, I didn't realize I should be releasing an episode on my birthday, but I guess I'll do that. So um, I would expect that. Hey, that would be a great birthday present, Blizzard. Just, you know, announce something cool. Uh, Because I think it's April, I think it's mid to early April when they tend to release a set. And with the big ones, we've had 30 days about of release schedule, two to three weeks of revealing cards and stuff. So I think that sounds about right, that we hear something by the end of February and then maybe early March, maybe end of February is their year announcement and early March is the next set announcement. I would still expect that we're going to see something in April that signifies the end of one year of rotation, the beginning of a new year. 
it's just a matter of what, if that will be a mini set, sort of like Alucard's Awakening was, if it'll be something altogether different. I mean, we're, we've got to get new cards, right? We sort of need new cards at <laughs> different points to keep it interesting. So um, I'll be interested and eager to see what those things are. I guess that's a that's a heads up for what I expect. And who knows? We could see other stuff. Uh, Battlegrounds obviously has had a lot of changes, so they could sneak some uh, new stuff in before then. That would be great. I know they said that they were going to come out with dragons at some point, and with Galakrond's Awakening basically over, we, we should have some dragons coming. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that sooner uh, than those announcements and stuff. Anyway, we shall see. I, I'm Your guess is as good as mine at this point, but there's uh, there's lots of stuff that they could do and even more stuff I'm sure that they're planning that we just have no clue about. So I'm excited. Regardless, I'll be eager to talk with you more when we do know something. I forgot to mention another reason that I'm happy is, I, sorry, this is going to be a shift from Hearthstone, but I think it's fun, so whatever. <laughs> I've been trying to take better care of myself. One of the things I recognize is I've been drinking quite a bit of caffeine, like three to four drinks a day, essentially. So I'd have one or two cups of coffee in the morning. I'd have some kind of soda in for around lunchtime and then either another soda or another coffee in the afternoon. And so I just said, I'm going to have my one cup of coffee in the morning and then that's it caffeine wise. Uh, I've given myself a little liberty with like Powerade or Sprite if I really need, you know, craving just something nice to drink. But one of the one of the issues I realized with doing that is that uh, when I record the, the, the solo shows on my own, it's usually afternoon on Monday. And afternoon is where I'm starting to get a little bit like ooh, ooh, in my mind. So I am uh, indeed sipping my second cup of coffee today. So that will not be a thing I do tomorrow. But for you all, I wanted to give you my best possible side. So that comes with a little extra hit of black coffee because I, I really enjoy it. So uh, just just had to throw that in as I had just taken a coffee break, which you can't hear because I'm a master editor. But I'm going to take another one. And you didn't notice that it one either. <laughs> uh, that's not really fair. Anyway, let's take a very fast sponsor break. I want to thank those of you who are supporting the show over at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone. You know, I promised you a couple weeks ago that I would be back in the saddle with exclusive content. And sure enough, I've delivered on that. I'm going to continue on with that and make sure that that's something I'm on top of uh, for the future. In fact, this past week, I shared the deck that I hit an 86% win rate with. Uh, to get to rank three this past week. So if you're interested in seeing that and getting all of my pointers on matchups and how I play the deck and all that kind of stuff, you can head over to patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone and join others who are getting exclusive content every week at the $5 a month level. Uh, you'll continue getting episodes just like this one. You'll actually get them a little bit earlier than they publish. So if you like to hear stuff before anyone else, you get that as well. And uh, you'll also get access to our review spreadsheets when we do reviews in the future, assuming that we'll have cards to review. I, I think it's safe to assume we'll have cards to review, but whenever we're in a season like that, you'll get to see Steve and I's thoughts ahead of time. So lots of great reasons to join. Uh, if you enjoy the show and want to see it grow, head on over again to patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone and join the family that's making this show possible. Okay, so I've got sort of two main topics. Uh, let's hit the mindset portion of it, though, because this is going to be, I think, briefer than the other, and we'll see just how uh, just just how much my passion can actually formulate into words and sentences and paragraphs that you know come together just perfectly. 
right. So, uh, so I mentioned that I, I hit an 86% win rate with that deck. That felt really good. In fact, I had to ping my buddy Steve and say, hey, this just in. People who get 86% win rates feel really good about their gameplay. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but when, you're, when you are winning like that, you feel pretty unstoppable. And one thing that I noticed while I was doing that, I think it was a 14-2 and two win streak or something like that. That must have been a little bit less than that, maybe like 12-2. and two. But I, I was barely losing, winning a ton of games. Something I noticed as I was on that win streak was that it felt like this is what should be happening all the time for me. And this is coming from a seasoned player. I've been playing Hearthstone now for several years. I've hit Legend, I think, seven or eight times. I, I can't exactly remember my Twitter. I keep track of it on my Twitter, so I know for sure. Um, but I've hit Legend multiple times. And so I've proven to myself that I can do this, that I know this game to some amount of certainty or expertise. I'm certainly not a professional by any stretch of the imagination, but I know this game better than the average person or someone who just picks up the game, right? And hitting 86% win rate on paper looks absolutely insane. I mean, that's the kind of headline that you see on a YouTuber who's really just trying to get clicks and trying to get uh, trying to get momentum. I don't blame them for it because you have to stand out, right? Um, but anybody who's who's stayed around statistics for any amount of time knows that with a high win rate like that, you have to ask the question, okay, how many games did you play? And the truth is for me, I think it was around 14 that I got that with. That's not nearly enough to claim that this deck is broken, that this deck has no bad matchups or anything along those lines. Honestly, it's around 100 games played with a deck that you can say with fair certainty, here's how the deck plays. Because And what happened after that 86% win run is evidence of that. I went on a massive losing streak right after that. And this isn't anything outside of the norm. Um, but I think I went like four and nine or something like that right afterwards. It was really, it was really, really frustrating because I thought I was on the brink of something. I haven't gotten legend in a few months and I really want to get back there. Uh, I thought I was on my way and just uh, started losing like crazy. And I noticed how hard I took those losses at the end of it. In fact, in, in rebuttal to my message to Steve, he came back and said, I bet you lost your mind about those two losses, didn't you? <laughs> and I said, you know me too well, man, uh, because it's the truth. You know, I, I think I was able to take them in better stride in the context of a lot of wins. Um, but the truth is that losses hurt. And this is what got me thinking about my mindset um, because we get into a rhythm as you're playing the game and not keeping track of how things should be or standards uh, to put your emotions around, that you let those emotions really run your perspective on who you are and how you are doing as a player. And it's something we all do, but it's something that, because of that, that we have to know how to get out of that and what the proper etiquette for treating ourselves properly as players and as human beings uh, during those games are. So here's, here's one thing to kind of get you thinking around this uh, on, a, on a little deeper level. So whenever you queue up a game of Hearthstone, you have a chance of winning that game. You also have a chance of losing that game. Uh, draws are possible too, obviously, but that happens so rarely. Let's just throw that out for, uh, for this conversation, right? So you either win or you lose. You queue up against someone else, and the amount of people who can win out of the two of you is one. The amount of people who lose is two. So 
on on just you know flipping a coin, like you have a fifty percent chance, which is very high, of losing. It's it's high because it's uh, you know well it's it's higher than what we uh, than what we think it is essentially. So I, I think that when I say like I've played this game a while, I've hit legend. I know what it feels like to win, and I think of myself as a capable player. So when I lose, uh, that that does not prove the fact that I'm a capable player to me in that moment. When I lose, when I have a, a streak of losses, that proves it even further, and it frustrates me. Right? Um, I think that if you put a scale, so let's say that zero is neutral. Let's say that positive fifty is feeling really good, and negative fifty is feeling just drastically bad. Right? And if you were to put on a scale how you felt right after a game, if you were to win, I would say that you should feel somewhere in like the 20 to positive 20 to 30 range, right? And if you lose, it's probably fair to feel about the same on the other side, around negative 20, negative 30 or something like that. Uh, Now, if you have a very strong mindset, you can keep both of those really in check and as close to zero as possible. It's I think it's a good thing to feel good about a win. And it's okay to feel, you know, uh, like losses aren't anything any of us want ever. If you had the choice on every game, even if it was a bad matchup, you would choose to win. Right. So I think it's okay to feel some amount of bad. Um, but obviously, because we all deal with tilt, we all deal with, you know, um, those kinds of mindset problems, uh, those are going to come as a result of having something more on the negative 40, negative 50 route. And if you have too many games of negative 50 in a row, you will just lose your mind, right? This is when people truly rage. They start playing really poorly because of that. Um, and it, again, it's something we all struggle with. If you've been playing this game for any amount of time, you re- you've you've walked this road, right? You know what? What was interesting to me though is thinking about that um, that range, and I think what is what's healthy to feel is not typically what I feel. Typically, what I feel when I have a win is around zero, because like I was saying, I feel like I should be winning. So when I win. Uh, it's more of a neutral feeling rather than a positive feeling. And when I lose, I would say that I feel it stronger than I probably should as well. So it's almost like the range of the positive 20 to negative 20 actually shifts downwards, right? To something like zero to negative 40. Are you tracking with me? So I think that that is a natural thing that can happen as you're conditioned as an expert in any field, right? Uh, so if you have a hobby that you're really good at or an occupation that you're really good at, um, you know, you can feel this when you when you close a business deal and, it, and it's just awesome. Or you could feel, you know, that positive end or you could feel it on the negative end if someone just shuts you down or you just can't get a call back or something like that. I'm thinking for my sales friends out there. Um, but I think this is something you can feel in just about any uh, any amount of life. Right. Or any portion of life. And so what I want you to take take from this and what I'm working through is just analyzing and looking at how do I feel when I lose and when I win in the game of Hearthstone. And if you can objectively say to some point, I, I think it's around this number where, where I feel win or this number when I lose, um, then you can start to say, is that a healthy place for me to be? Am I okay with that? 
And if the answer is no, then what could I do to start to shift things? I mean, this really is kind of a will, uh, a, a will of the mind sort of thing, because there's no specific exercise that you could do to really coach yourself into the positive other than to really consider it and think about what's accurate and what's appropriate for what you're doing. I don't think anyone in their right mind would say that raging after a loss is a is a proper response. Um, that's not to say that if you get high rolled off Dragon Queen Alex Straza, sometimes that <laughs> can happen, right? Um, but even in that extreme circumstance, you, you isolate that incident and say, this isn't a reflection on me, so I'm not going to get mad at myself or even at the game. This is just a part of Hearthstone. And, you know, if, if you're really upset about that, you can stop playing the game. If you still like the game like I do, then you can say, okay, that's, that's something that I signed up for as a possibility when I hit the play button. And because that happened, all right, whatever. That does not happen every game. I'll set it off to the side. I'll say that was a loss. Okay, I'll take it on the chin and I'll queue up another one and that's okay. Um, Your mindset affects so much of how you're able to play and how you're able to learn. And learning as a player is the path to hitting your goals and becoming better, right? Again, that's true to anything, but it's true to Hearthstone. And I know many of you listen um, because you enjoy the positive conversations, but also because you want to get better. And that's a key part of it. So um, so I'd really encourage you to take some uh, personal inventory of how do I feel after I win or lose? And is it appropriate? And if not, uh, can I spend some time really intentionally trying to shift myself back into a healthy place? Um, and that's that's where I'm at. I think I'm going to keep playing the deck that I hit that lo- that big loss streak with, um, because again I hit the big win streak with it too. Although I, I do have another deck in my sights that I want to try as well. So uh, who knows? But regardless, I'm going to have fun. And um, as we're talking about a deck to choose, I think it's appropriate probably to talk about the big cards that are coming out on week four of Galakron's Awakening. So I don't like doing peeks behind the curtain as far as like when I recorded and stuff, but I feel like I have to just to be fair that I'm recording this before Galakron's Awakening Chapter 4 releases. So these are all predictive, but this episode is releasing to to you, the listener, on the day of its release. So I want to give you a heads up, and probably a lot of you are listening to this as you're playing through the this solo player content or maybe uh, the day of and you're trying to think of, you know, what should I be playing when I get home today or something like that. There are three cards in particular that I really want to call your attention to that probably won't be surprising if you listen to our review episode last week that are my prediction for the cards that are going to see the most play as this releases. Uh, so you could probably with certainty guess what the number one is here, right? It is dot dot dot. Go ahead. You can say it back to me. Did you say it back? Okay. Some of you aren't saying it back. Say it back. What do you think it is? Out loud. One, two, three. The Amazing Reno. That's exactly right. Some of you still didn't play along. I hold it against you. It's okay. I forgive you. (laughs) Amazing Reno is very likely going to see a lot of play. Hero cards are fun. Uh, People enjoy them. The fact that this is guaranteed in the set, this is a reason why a lot of people just outright bought the set is so that they can have this card when it releases. 
very powerful effect, just getting to make everything disappear, sort of a plague of death effect. Um, and then the uh, the hero power being passive and having a lot of upside is going to be great. This card slots into Highlander Mage seamlessly because it's a board clear and because it gives you um, a lot of potential upside through the course of the game, help you to, to just finish up and push through that last little bit or something like that. So Highlander Mage has been seeing some play. Uh, it, it's been seeing some good amount of play too. I don't know what it's uh, what its good win rates are right now. Um, never mind. I just pulled up HS replay. Of course, I can know these things, right? So Highlander Mage is really good against Priest, um, really good against Warlock. So positive win rates against like all Priest and Warlock uh, variants, all Shaman also, but Shaman's not seeing a ton of play right now. Um, struggles more against and Big and Druid, Mech Paladin, and the Rogue variants. So. I don't know. It seems like it's kind of a um, kind of a tech against Priest. If Priest is getting too out of control, then Highlander Mage can step in there because it's got a lot of uh, negative win rates against some very popular archetypes, which I kind of thought would be true. Um, the big class that it struggles against, though, is Hunter. So whereas it has positive win rates against all Priest and Warlock archetypes, it has all negative win rates against all Hunter archetypes. Uh, the worst of all is Face Hunter, 27% win rate. That is real bad, right? So, so because Highlander Mage is probably going to see a boost in play, I mean, the Amazing Reader doesn't really fit. There aren't any other control mage archetypes that I know of that are out there right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Highlander Mage, it's Cyclone Mage, and Cadgar Mage. I mean, Cadgar Mage is very small right now. <laughs> just replay. So, I like Highlander and Cyclone, and Cyclone is more of a tempo-ish build. I don't know that Arena really fits in there. So, unless there's some sort of Control Mage archetype or Freeze Mage uh, that comes out of there with, like, a combo effect. But even those, I don't know that Reno does much other than sort of delays the game, right? I just expect to see Highlander Mage to see quite a tick up in play. So the big suggestion there, if you're seeing that and you expect that, is to play some Hunter. You can really take your pick. There are a lot of very strong Hunter archetypes right now. Face Hunter, I said, has an absurd win rate against it, but Highlander Dragon uh, Hunter has a uh, 66 or 67% win rate. Uh, Quest Hunter is just uh, just above 50%, Secret Highlander, Dragon Hunter, Mech Hunter, I mean, pick your poison, essentially. Uh, they're all very, very strong right now. And on that note, I'll tell you another card you should be aware of is Frenzied Felwing. That's the four mana 3-3 three, three that costs one less for each amount of damage that you've dealt to your opponent this turn. Uh, the one that Steve and I were very scared of and still are scared of in a lot of ways. Guess what Frenzied Felwing fits right into? Hunter decks, basically. Pretty much any of them. You can fit it into a Highlander deck, so it's just a free 3-3. And Face Hunter is going to love it because they're just dealing damage every turn. So probably a free 3-3 for them. So this card, I would say just slot it right into Hunter and play some Hunter. And then the third one is going to be Escape Mana Saber. Uh, This is the 4-mana 3-5, I believe, with Stealth. And whenever it attacks, you gain a Mana Crystal for this turn only. This fits really well into Highlander decks. Guess what Highlander decks are good? Hunter. (laughs) Are you noticing a trend here? I mean, I'm sure Mana Saber is going to see some play in Highlander Mage as well. Um, But here's the deal. If these three cards are as powerful and going to be as popular as I think that they are, 
Amazing Reno is going to slot into Highlander Mage, and then Felwing and Mana Saber fit right into Hunter. So you've got either Hunter, which is which beats Highlander Mage, or Highlander Mage to play. I'm going to suggest you stick with the Hunter. Um, so I know many of you are going to want to play Amazing Reno, and that's great. Uh, I'm just probably going to beat you if we if we let her up. And you know, if you're in this to have a good time, go for it. Play whatever you want at the end of the day. Um, but if you're really looking to ladder up quickly, I think that you are going to see a lot, a lot, a lot of mages, and because of that, you're also going to see a lot, a lot of hunters. Uh, now, if you're seeing too many hunters, the deep, uh, well, no, let, let me hold up. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let me let me give you a couple decks to, to suggest here. I'm going to suggest Highlander Secret Hunter and Highlander Dragon Hunter as the two lists that you should probably be playing. There are a billion of them because if you change one card, the list is, is done. I would really recommend you go to hsreplay.net, uh, go to the decks page, and filter by those archetypes and check out by win rate. Check out um, if you've got premium through your ranks so that you can get something that's more tactic for what you're seeing at that level of play. And uh, you can really get in and find a good list. You can also uh, upload your collection. Many of you probably know that and actually see the list that you can build straight out uh, the gates or even give it a limit of dust that you're willing to spend on it. And this is one where I would tell you, don't go crazy crafting things, especially when we're so close to rotation. If any of those cards are about to rotate out, you really want to stay away from them. And there's lots of flexibility in Highlander lists. Um, obviously, Zephyrus and Dragon Queen Alexstrasza are musts and will be around for a while. Uh, so I would, I would highly recommend you just go for it with those two. And uh, slot in Frenzied Felwing and Escape Mana Saber after you uh, tame them in the next uh, <laughs> next uh slot. Now, I started something in the last uh, time that I gave you some suggestions for the latter. I added a spicy take and a budget take. And your spicy take is actually going to be a layer deep. I believe they call this like tier two strategies. Uh, I have to go back and listen to my friends on Coin Concede. They talked about this a while ago, actually. And what I mean by that is the deck that beats the deck that beats the most popular thing, right? So I think the most popular thing is going to be Highlander Mage. The deck that really beats it is going to be Hunter of any variant, but I'm suggesting Highlander Hunter. So the spicy take is what actually beats Highlander Hunter, which is by a long shot, again, Resurrect Priest. Um, I, it's it's something like a 60 or 70% win rate when I looked it up last. And it's, it's pretty insane. There's a cool list that's going around that is not a quest Resurrect Priest, but just Resurrect Priest. It actually runs Galakrond and two copies of Time Rip. And it runs all the, all the normal resurrection stuff. It runs uh, Bad Luck Albatross to make sure your Highlander opponents really feel your wrath. <laughs> and uh, it, it's a pretty cool list. I haven't gotten to play many games with it, but I, I'd really like this is the list that I'd like to spend some more time with. Um, because people are having success with it against certain variants. And as Hunter is getting more and more popular, Resurrect Priest probably is a good deck to uh, to get your handles on. So if this is one that also fits into your uh, your dust collection and stuff, I would, I would recommend checking it out and playing it. Um, I don't... Yeah, the the Highlander Mage is probably going to beat it. So you've got uh, you've got this interesting dance to play where you'll have to see how popularity is is you know rolling itself out in the next day or two or week. Um, but stick with something, uh, figure it out, and and make your adjustments uh, many games in. Don't just play a couple games and say it doesn't work. 
And then the budget list is actually going to stay the same. It's going to be Face Hunter. I, I, you know, I mentioned this on the last episode that I did, that this is one of the cheapest, most effective decks you can have. And in light of the fact that Highlander Mage is going to see a significant boost in play, uh, tells me that you'd be really good to just hunker in with Face Hunter if you're on a budget and you likely have the cards that you need in order to play it well. So go for it. Um, it's a it's a good deck. It's strong against a lot of things. It's pretty polarized. So there are some. I mean, if you uh, go up against Resurrect Priest, good luck. Um, but um, but it, it, it's a good one to um, to put your commitment into and be committed to. There are ways to say that that are better than what I chose, but that's okay. <laughs> So those are all of my suggestions. As always, I'll put links to all of those decks and their codes and everything over at thehappyhearthstone.com. You can just go there, and the first link on there, if you're listening to this as this episode released, uh, should uh, should take you straight to that episode. And uh, you can click on all those links and uh, check out my recommendations, and I hope they do you well. Hopefully they'll do me well. I mean, I'll be right there with you, because this is the plan I have, <laughs> essentially. Okay, so no uh, no reviews this week or questions, but uh, as always, I have to take some time to remind you that if you enjoy this show and uh, want to support it in a very free way, you can go over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts on your phone and uh, and leave a review for the episode or for the show and tell people why you like it. It's a it helps boost search engine optimization and stuff like that, and leaves a lasting mark on the show for all eternity's sake, as far as we know. <laughs> Who knows where we'll be in 50, 100 years. Wow. Now I'm thinking about this show in a different light. But (laughs) please go do that if you haven't yet. And thank you so much to everyone who has taken the time to do that. Okay, I've had a lot of Card of the Weeks lately, but I've got another one for you. And this is based off a movie I watched with my daughter just this morning. I hope you enjoy it. What cards does your deck need? I'm your more, I'm your more. You tell me legendary minions, I'm your more, I'm your more. Would two minions work instead? I'm your more, I'm your more. You say make sure it's understated. I'm your more, I'm your more. Play a general and a parrot, isn't he such a happy parrot? The skies are vassal shaking, the crew's saying I'm 80, it's quite the voyage, ain't it? He's the best, Sky General Crag and Shark Bait. <laughs> hope you enjoy that, and hope you know what movie that's from, because it's a very good one. Sky General Crag is the card of the week, 4-mana 2-3 legendary minion with taunt and battle cry. If you've played a quest this game, summon a 4-2 parrot with rush. We just talked about him last week, but my goodness, Crag uh, certainly meets my expectations and defeats my expectations. <laughs> this is a lot of stats for 4-mana. Uh, what is that, 6-5? Yeah, 6-5 for 4 mana. That's legitimately insane. Not to mention the value that Rush has and the value that Taunt has. In uh, in token decks, uh, and actually I don't know how many quest token decks there are. Uh, Actually Paladin right now, there's a lot of them that are starting to run the Righteous Cause side quest. It's if you play 5 minions, give them all plus 1, plus 1. And this... This gets two of them. That four-two parrot could be a five-three parrot immediately if you uh, if you finish it off with this. So there's actually maybe there's something to that. I've seen a lot of experimentation with that and haven't gotten to play with it yet. Um, but I was playing this in a quest hunter deck. Very great to get two minions for the price of one and be able to do something immediately with that rush. Um, I guess token druid doesn't really have any side quests right now, but I'm 
you don't really care so much about the token as you do the fact that this does something immediate that lets you be proactive and puts a taunt in the way that your opponent has to deal with reactively, right? Uh, Quest Druid is running this in a lot of lists as well. And Quest Shaman, if that ends up being a thing again, man, Shaman, like... Shaman is either at the top or at the bottom, am I right? Um, and I'm okay with it being on the bottom for a little bit. They've had, Thrall has had his time in the limelight, I think. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, and the fact that this is the first time we've seen a minion that takes advantage of the quest but doesn't require that the quest be active is a very, very big deal. Uh, so... Yeah, enjoy that. It'll be interesting to see if quests continue over the next year. We needed a, a couple-year break from the quests of Journey to Angoro, so I anticipate we won't see any quests this next year, but who knows? I've been wrong about a lot of stuff. I could be wrong again. And until that day, Sky General Crag will be reigning in the air, and uh, his beast of shark bait will will reign supreme as well. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and wrap the show. I just want to thank you so much for listening. I, I cannot overstate how much it means to me personally that you take time out of your day to just listen to the show. Uh, it means a lot to me. I hope you enjoy yourself every time that you're here. And I'd like to make a different request than normal. If you do enjoy the show, would you take some time to reach out to me and let me know what it is that you enjoy about this show? Um, I, I recognized that it's actually episode 197 here. So we are closing in on the bicentennial of Happy Hearthstone, which is insane to believe. I actually have some really big plans. Um, they're kind of enormous um, and will probably take you by surprise. Um I, they, it absolutely will, because it's pretty out, out, of, out of the box. Um, but with that, I'm doing a lot of just, um, just honestly, I've had a lot of thankfulness on my own for the show, but I'd love to combine that with your thankfulness and just know, what do you enjoy? Um, what do you like? What would you like to see in future episodes? Please take the time and let me know on Twitter at Andrew is Living, or you can shoot me an email, the happyhearthstone at gmail.com. I, I really would count it an honor to hear your feedback and hear just what, what has you coming back every week. And for those of you who are newer to the show, what you're enjoying so far. And if you'd like to see the show grow and uh, get some great perks for yourself, you can head over to patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone. I want to give a huge thank you as always to the producers of the happy hearthstone, Menoch, Jay Miller, Number Theory, and Xavier E. You four are the bomb, the best, and my favorites. I, sorry, I have to play favorites when it, when it comes to you. Thank you so much for supporting the show at the level that you do. Looking forward to doing some coaching with you here very soon. Uh, and again, if, if you're interested in leaving a iTunes review or supporting the show for free, that's the best way that you can do that. Just search for the Happy Hearthstone on your iPod or are iPods even a thing anymore? What am I talking about on your iPhone in Apple Podcasts? And let let people know what you like about the show. And you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew is Living. You can also follow me over on Twitch under the same name, twitch.tv slash Andrew is Living. I don't have any streams planned in the future, um, but whenever I get a free moment, actually, it's funny, I haven't even gamed on my PC for uh, a month now. It's been a full month since I... Uh, since I've done that. That's kind of insane, right? Some of you are gasping. <laughs> I, I play so much on my phone now, just in the in the in-betweens of life. But um, but yeah, next time that I get some good time, I, I'm, I'm eager to get back because I had so much fun on Twitch with you all last time. So 
That's all I got for you this week. Looking forward to being back with a special guest next week. It should be a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy the final week of Galacron's Awakening and that you're waiting with bated breath as I am for what's around the corner for Hearthstone. Thanks again so much for visiting the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. I'll see you next time.